Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers and this is The Leader. We thought we'd already been experiencing travel chaos this summer, but it turns out we might not have seen anything yet. The biggest rail strike since 1989 is imminent, unless an agreement can be reached. It comes as the RMT union has announced a new tube strike that will coincide with it, adding to what is already set to be major disruption. The union confirmed 10,000 of its members are set to walk out on Tuesday the 21st of June, as part of a dispute over pensions and job losses. Workers are already preparing to shut down the country's rail network, with strikes on the 21st, 23rd and 25th of June. Downing Street has branded the unions as selfish, but the RMT say they are, so it doesn't look like this has much chance of getting sorted anytime soon. Rachel Burford is the Evening Standard's political reporter. It would be absolutely hugely disruptive by the sounds of it. I mean, we've seen recently how disruptive those London underground strikes have been. This would be on a far more national scale. So you would see, you know, big stations like London Victoria, London Liverpool Street, possibly forced to close for three days when staff actually walk out. And then, of course, on those three days in between or three days after, there is um, a sort of knock on effects too. So effectively, this will be six days of very severe disruption, really, really limited service services across huge parts of the country, London and on the underground. You know, in those during those dates, you've got um, Glastonbury festivals going on. So a lot of people will be travelling to that. England's uh, Test cr- cricket match is going on against New Zealand, I think, in Leeds. The UK Athletics Championships are in Manchester. Um, and there's Armed Forces Day in London on June 25th, which will also be affected by the strikes. And also you've got those two by-elections going on as well on June 23rd, which could be affected. So there is a lot going on in the country where people may be needing to move around quite a bit. So it's a really sort of tough time for the for the strikes to be going on. What exactly do the unions want? So uh, the RMT members at the work for the London Underground, they're striking over what they say is a threat to pensions. Um, TFL say that they have not tabled any kind of different different terms and conditions in relation to pensions. And then all staff across the country are striking over what they are say are job cuts. And Although, you know, Network Rail says we haven't put in place any sort of redundancies yet or any proposals for redundancies, they do have to save between one and two billion pounds. So it's likely that may come from job cuts. In terms of like the London Underground, they have said they're not going to make any staff directly redundant. But they've said, yeah, when people leave their jobs, they will not be replacing them. And that's 
600 posts across the London Underground and they are mainly station staff. So, you know, the people that aren't drivers but are working in stations doing various things. Downing Street has called the union selfish for taking this action. How has that gone down? Um, Well, I mean, it's big. So obviously the unions want to put in place as much disruption as they possibly can. That is their, their aim to show, you know, just how important their jobs are and how much they are needed and why their, you know, terms and conditions should be met. I don't know. <laughs> Boris Johnson, I think um, he sort of slams the union leaders as reckless and said that, you know, these strikes are a terrible idea, especially when places are still recovering from the pandemic, that it's not a good idea to do this mass scale industrial action when people are just starting to work in the offices again and starting to use public transport again because they were stuck at home the pandemic and um, he said that this would not be good for the unions the railways or the railway staff so while Boris Johnson has sort of really slammed these unions as reckless um, and said the strikes are uncalled for Keir Starmer's also um, the Labour leader has also said that um, he doesn't believe the industrial action should go ahead at this time um, he doesn't like the strikes um, and when they're happening but he's not gone quite as far as the Prime Minister obviously Labour has a much um, much more solid um, relationship with the unions than the Conservatives do. How likely is it these strikes will go ahead at this stage? So my understanding is that union leaders will be meeting with Network Rail later this week and they will sort of thrash out plans perhaps for pay rises because there is obviously inflation is very high so union, although the union hasn't put a natural number on the amount they want, the pay rise they want, they do want a significant pay rise, which they have suggested may be in line with inflation. Um, so they'll be thrashing out plans this week at some point. In terms of in London with the London Underground workers, they have called for a direct meeting with Sadiq Khan. At the moment, my understanding is that it is just TFL, top bosses at TFL have said, we will meet with the union leaders because they are sort of trained in dealing with disputes um, and the mayor hasn't agreed to a direct meeting as yet. Do strikes actually work? (laughs) Well, it's an interesting question. Obviously, I think a lot has been said this week about how well paid, you know, train drivers particularly are, you know, someone sort of upwards of 50, 55,000 pounds a year, which some see as a very good salary for train drivers. Unions obviously say, you know, that's... That's not um, as much as we would like, and they work long hours and they do a tough job. It's interesting that in the Conservatives' 2019 manifesto, they actually had a policy that was that they would put in place um, minimum service requirements. So when transport services went on strike, they would have to provide a minimum service. And this is something that is done in sort of France and Italy when people go on strike, when transport unions go on strike, there has to be a certain amount of services. It's usually about sort of between a fifth and a third of services will still run because they're seen as important services that need need to run. So the government has sort of said, indicated today that it would put in place legislation that would require minimum services to operate during transport strikes. And if that happens, obviously the strikes will be less effective, but it won't be in place by the time these strikes roll around. So we'll have to see how it goes, I guess. The unions have said they will continue striking until they their demands are met. They are open to negotiations, obviously, and they're open to meetings, but they are, they're a very strong, powerful union. They've got a lot of members and it can do incredible damage when they do walk out. So they've got a lot of power behind them. 
Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more about how millions of Londoners could be impacted by bin collection strikes too. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Londoners might also be impacted by potential bin collection strikes too. Rachel, why are they threatening action? Yes, so this was a GMB union. They have balloted um, their members who work at waste transfer sites um, in Wandsworth and Battersea. And these are basically sort of, I suppose you describe them as kind of large scale rubbish tips that, you know, where waste goes is predominantly recycling um, and things like that, which are sent there, you know, collected by your bin and they go there. And workers at those those sites, which are run by a company called Corey um, Environmental, they're going, they've balloted for four days of strike action and are planning to go on strike in the sort of coming weeks um, over a pay dispute. Um, I think they were, Corey Environmental say they were offered a 5.5% pay increase and their workers are saying that's not, not enough. And this will, I mean, this is not your actual binman going on strike, but obviously if the binmen have got nowhere to take their rubbish, um, then uh, that's going to be a problem and that's going to have a knock-on effect. So you may see sort of the union say, um, you will see, you know, bins piling high. Corey Environmental say they've got enough workers who are not going to go on strike um, to keep the plants running, although it will obviously be at a slightly... Um, at not quite the rate that they would normally normally be functioning. And where exactly could be impacted? The the um, actual waste transfer sites are in um, Wandsworth and Battersea, but um, all South London boroughs use them. So it could be anywhere sort of south of the river, predominantly, you know, Wandsworth, Sutton, Croydon, those sort of areas. If all these strikes were to happen, then how bad could this be for London? Well, <laughs> I think people are sort of describing it today as, you know, a summer of discontent where you've got, you know, transport, transport strikes constantly going on over the summer. You know, we've already had some last uh, earlier this week, which were really detrimental. We had some in March as well. And now we're facing this absolutely massive industrial action. You know, you've seen all the problems at the airports as well with people having to, you know, people queuing for hours for their baggage, not being able to get out of the country. Um, at the weekend, you had nine, ten hour queues. Um, the Eurostar, I think after this will be the first sort of quote unquote normal summer we've had since the pandemic began. And um, 
I think there is a sort of danger that, you know, if unions and workers are going on strike over the summer. It's going to really impact, you know, holidays and people's time at home if, you know, you can't get your rubbish collected. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.